0: hello hello this is the construction monk we are reading through the book prostitute subtitled calling a wayward church back to christ and we are today reading chapter five and chapter five is entitled evening the odds (laughs) all right guys let's read chapter five evening the odds okay God had a plan. God's plan was to create a perfect world. God's plan was to create a perfect world and then set humanity at the center in order to live in perfect communion with Him. Humanity had a special relationship with God and the world. Humanity was to the world as God was to humanity. Humans had a dominion over the earth, but not like we might think. Humans had dominion over the earth not to rule over it, but to take care of it. God wanted humanity to love and care for the world as he did for them. God created us in his image to be like him in the world. Satan sought to destroy that by enticing humanity away from God. He did that by tempting Adam and Eve to separate from God and then to become their own gods. It was a creative trick. God made Adam and Eve to be like him, to have a relationship with the world as he did with them. That's cool. Adam and Eve were already like God in the world, but their God-likeness was not given to them in separation from God. It was given to them in connection and communion with God, right? God walked with them in the garden in the cool of the day, as we read in Genesis 3.8. God created the world as a place of communion between him and humanity. The whole purpose and plan of God was communion with his creation, especially humans, the creatures most like himself. Satan's plan was to destroy that communion so that he could have dominion over the world. Satan had already tried and failed to assert his dominion in heaven. He was still stinging from that defeat when he entered Eden with a new plan. He thought, if he couldn't rule heaven, why not earth? You know, he still wanted to rule somewhere, right? But there was a problem. God created humanity to rule the earth. For Satan to rule the earth, he needed to have dominion over humanity. But there was another problem. Humanity exercised their dominion over the earth in communion with God you know satan had already lost to god so he knew he wouldn't win another fight where god was involved in order to gain dominion over humanity he would have to have dominion over the earth right in order to have dominion over the earth satan would need to separate humanity from god satan's first move was to entice adam and eve to disconnect from god to do that He offered Adam and Eve what he wanted most for himself, to be God. Once Adam and Eve were disconnected from God, they were easy prey for Satan and his plan. With God effectively out of the way, Satan could use and usurp humanity's dominion over the world for his own. Satan could rule through humanity on the earth, making it into his kingdom. But there was another problem. On the very cusp of Satan's plan succeeding, the seeds of its defeat were sown by God in his judgment of Satan. Do you remember this from Genesis? That judgment was, quote, and I will make enemies of you and the woman and of your offspring and her descendant. He will bruise you on the head and you shall bruise him on the heel. That's from Genesis 3.15. In this judgment, did you see that God mentioned Satan's offspring? right? Satan's original plan was to remake humanity in his own image, to trick them into trying to be their own gods so he could be their God in the world. John stated that the whole world lies under the power of Satan. Whoa. And Paul actually called Satan, quote, the God of this world. Man, that's from 1 John 5.19 and 2 Corinthians 4.4 4, consecutively. God also mentioned that a descendant of humanity will eventually come to defeat Satan's plan. You know, God's really telling Satan in this pronouncement. Hey, you won for now, but you won't get away with it forever. You may have won this battle, but I'm going to win the war, buddy. (laughs) Yeah. So Satan had a plan. His plan was to be the God of this world by separating humanity from God so that he could rule the earth through them. Satan's plan succeeded, kind of. But in the moment of its success, God came up with a counter plan. You know what that counter plan was? That counter plan was Jesus. Woo, woo. Yeah. Now Satan needed a new plan to counter God's new plan. (laughs) God's new plan was to reconnect humanity back to him through Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Right? We lost connection with God. God made a way for a reconnection. Through Jesus. Now, Satan's new plan, though, was to counter that new connection. God's new plan was to be carried out by the church. Satan's new plan was to create a counterfeit church that would look just like the church, but not have the true power of the church. Satan had already successfully separated humanity from God once, but he would have to do it yet again. You know, Satan had time to craft and fine tune his new plan. When the time was right for Jesus, the time would be right for Satan as well. But just like the first time, God would be ready to thwart Satan all over again. Yeah. Satan always has a plan, and God always has a counter plan. Every move of Satan against God, God turns back into a counter move of his people. Bam! <laughs> God uses Satan's plans against him to accomplish God's great purpose i love that as bright as light is it shines even more brightly in contrast to the darkness the battle between darkness and light is ever ongoing but the light has shone out into the darkness but the darkness has not overcome it john 1 5 the darkness cannot overcome it the darkness never will right darkness is just the absence of light so wherever light shines, darkness naturally flees. Yes. Still, Satan has his plan. You know, Satan has his counter plan. The plan and the counterplan are one in the same to disconnect humanity from God. Remember what his plan is? His plan is one leader, one church, one truth. God's counterplan through Jesus and the Holy Spirit is the church. Satan's counterplan was to infiltrate the church in order to attack it from within. Satan's counterplan was a counterfeit church nestled discreetly within the true church in order to gain dominion over the church in order to persecute it from within. To do that, Satan needed to separate the church from its true head in order to establish a secondary head or an alternative head, right? You know, the true head of the church is Christ. The true power of the church is the Holy Spirit, and the true father of the church is God. Satan wanted to control the church through a false head. Satan wanted to control the church through a false power, and Satan wanted to place himself as a false father over the church. You remember, Jesus told the Pharisees that they were children of their father, Satan. Remember that? Now, the first step in Satan's plan was one leader. It would have been impossible for Satan to effectively separate every single member of every local church from the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit. He might work long and hard to infiltrate and separate some in the church from the Holy Spirit. But as soon as he did, all the others still filled by the Spirit would be able to see the attack and separate from it. You know, we see this happening in the first church right we see the first church recognizing the attacks of satan from within from errant members whom satan had been able to win over to his side even if just for a moment the function of the church in the first few centuries was to disciple individuals into the holy spirit every mature member of every church what paul called elders and deacons was well equipped to discern and develop the less mature members into life of the spirit into the life of the Spirit. As a result, the process of discipleship created a constant vigilance towards sp- the spiritual development of individuals and against their possible derailment by the counterplan of Satan. If a member of a church was being enticed away from God, there was a multiplicity of mature elders and deacons who could spot it and correct it. Yeah. Even if Satan happened to entice a more mature mem- member away from God, there was still a multiplicity of other mature elders and deacons who could spot and correct it. In the proper organization of the church by Jesus and Paul, it was impossible for Satan to infiltrate and derail the counter plan of God to reconnect all humanity back to himself through Jesus and the Holy Spirit. What Satan needed in his counter plan was to attack not just individual Christians, but the heart of the way the church was organized. To do that, he needed to do one thing most of all. Hmm. He needed to change the organization of the church from a multiplicity of mature spiritual leaders to the singularity of one leader. Make sense? If he could do that, then he wouldn't need to worry about wrangling for the control of a church with all of its mature and maturing members. He would only need to contend with one. It was a clever plan. Even if it would be hard for Satan to wrangle that one leader away from the leading of the Holy Spirit, it would still be much more achievable than trying to wrangle with a multiplicity of mature leaders over a local body. The first step of Satan's plan was to improve his odds of infiltrating the church. Instead of being a hundred to one, Roughly, he wanted to make it one to one. Those were much better odds. The first step of Satan's plan was evening the odds. He needed to even the odds in his favor, and that's exactly what he did. <laughs> All right, guys. Whoo! Plan, counter plan, God, Satan, is it starting to come into view? Are you starting to see the first step of Satan's counter plan, his plan for a counterfeit church through the idea of one leader over a church? Maybe. I hope so. Like, the church has one leader, but it's Jesus, it's spiritual. And it's clear from chapters 4 and 5 that Jesus and Paul both clearly desired a multiplicity of elders and deacons as leaders over every single church body, right? So the idea of one leader, though it sounds right and is true in one context, in terms of the local church body, it's not. Christ is the head. The church body, like we're... We're a body of all believers, right? Brothers and sisters. We're all on the same plane in terms of authority. Maturity? No, not always. Giftings? No, not always. Callings? No, not always. But we're all co-heirs with Christ, right? Joint heirs with Jesus, right? So in that sense, Jesus, even though he's the head, has made us even on the same plane with him. So... This idea that there is one ultimate leader of a local body, it's not from God. We don't see that in Scripture. We see that coming forth in the early church, second, third century, though. But understand where it comes from. That's what this chapter is about. The idea of one leader over a local church body did not come from Scripture, did not come from God. It was Satan's plan. And we're going to see how that plan moves forward in chapter six this however has been chapter five of the book prostitute subtitled calling Away Our church back to christ and chapter five was entitled evening the odds all right guys let's keep going through this thanks for listening love you all this has been a construction monk podcast i'm your host jay randall stewart and you can catch more content at www.moderncontemplative.com thanks for listening see you guys